The Lord be with you. Good morning, Chivia Churches, and good morning to those worshipping with us in other places as well. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone's keeping very well. We worship together in our different places for the service for the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. There are one or two notices, as you've been aware, Yetham Church has been open for the last few Sundays. And the good news is that we're able to reopen more Battle Church from Nick Sunday, the 23rd of August. And that will be at 11.15, service in Yetham at 10 o'clock as usual. And Yetham Church is open for private prayer on Wednesdays between 10 and 12, and I will be there if anyone needs to see me. Also from this Monday, there will be a week of prayer, and that's been initiated by the moderator of the General Assembly. Um, and it will start on Monday right the way through to Saturday with reflections at 8 o'clock in the morning on the Church of Scotland website, and a, a Zoom meeting each evening at 8.30. If you need details, please get in touch with me. And our singing, as usual, is led by Heather and Gordon, and we're always very grateful to them. Our call to worship. How good it is, how pleasant, when people dwell as one. The Lord has lavished blessings upon us, life forevermore. Let us worship God. And we sing the hymn, 225 Summer Suns Are Glowing. Now, some of our days have been marvellous and so sunny. Others have been a bit dreek. So if it's dreek and Sunday, use your imagination. Summer Suns Are Glowing. We sing verses 1 and 2. Let us pray. Welcoming and generous God, you make all things new. 
And we're glad to come together wherever we are this day to worship you. You invite all people into your fold to receive your blessing and justice and right relations have their source in you. We're filled with joy to be counted among your children. And so, as we gather, make us one in worship and in thanksgiving. We lift our voices to proclaim your all-encompassing love. And may our praise join with the praise of all your people and reach the very ends of the earth. For you are our saviour and our hope. Merciful and wise God, in your presence we confess that we have not lived as you taught us to live. Forgive us those times that we've not welcomed others into our community and those times we have avoided others because something about them makes us uncomfortable. Forgive us the ways we have judged unfairly and revealed to us our own prejudice which separates us from others and our failure to see, seek your goodness in those who seem different from us. And to all who humbly seek the mercy of God in Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Be at peace with God and with yourself and with one another. And we now say together our family prayer and we're using the, the slightly newer version. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We turn to the word of God and we read first of all from Genesis, Genesis 45 and we're getting to the climax of the Joseph story from verse 1. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him and he cried out, send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they in his presence. And then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years. And there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth. And to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. 
and he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Amen. And we turn to the Gospels and to Matthew chapter 15, and we're reading verses 21 to 28. And Jesus, Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep in the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Amen. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we're going to sing again. And it's a hymn 498, Angel Voices. We sing verses 1, 2 and 4. And we have our weekly prayer from Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you that as Joseph was able to see the bigger picture, 
we too may reflect your love and forgiveness in our families, our church, and our community. And then they'll be able to witness our faith as followers of Christ and be drawn into his loving care. Amen. There has been a furore this week over exam results. Our young people, of course, couldn't sit their exams this year because of the lockdown, and so their grades had to be assessed. But when the results came out, so many were disappointed, and they found that their marks had been downgraded, thereby affecting their plans for the future, for apprenticeships, for college, for university. And worse... Those in poorer areas seemed to be more affected. It was a complete mess. The qualification board seemed to be in a hiding to nothing, in a way. And I'm sure we all have our own opinions about the situation. But in the end, the Scottish government said, we got it wrong and did a U-turn. In the Bible... There have been many U-turns. We think of a, a Saul of Tarsus, a great persecutor of the Christians, who on the, the road to Damascus did a complete about turn and became a Christian himself. We think of Zacchaeus giving away all the money he'd taken in taxes. We think even of Joseph and his brothers, who had been at loggerheads. But now, at the end of the story, they're reconciled again. But what about Jesus? In our gospel reading today, we have the story about the, the Canaanite woman and how she challenged Jesus. Wherever Jesus had gone, crowds had followed, all demanding his attention, his compassion, his healing. He must have been completely drained. In our story today, he gets away. He goes with the disciples across the border into Lebanon to the area around Tyre and Sidon. It was almost like a holiday away from the crowds. And perhaps that's why he didn't answer the Canaanite woman when she asked for help. We're so used to Jesus responding immediately with compassion, reaching out to touch and to heal. But here he seems to resist. Maybe he was exhausted, but he'd also crossed the border. And this was a Canaanite, the traditional enemy of the Jews. She was a woman. She was a nuisance who didn't seem to take no for an answer. But also she was a mother. Her daughter was sick and she knew that Jesus could heal her. As a mother, it didn't matter if Jesus was Jewish. She wanted the best for her daughter. And like the students with poor grades or like the, the people in Beirut just earlier this week, after the explosion there, they wanted an answer and they wouldn't give up. The woman persisted, persevered, spoke to the disciples until they asked Jesus to send her away. Until at last Jesus spoke and he said he'd only come for the lost sheep of Israel, not for anyone else. 
and he even seems to speak very harshly to her. But she counters him by saying even dogs eat the crumbs falling from the table. She challenges Jesus to look beyond Israel. And such was her persistence that he praises her faith and her daughter is healed. The story isn't wonderful for Jesus' PR. Scholars have, have turned somersaults trying to explain it and say that maybe he was tongue-in-cheek, his words were tongue-in-cheek. But perhaps his views had also been shaped by the culture that he'd been brought up in, as our own are. But he learns from this exchange and realises the kingdom's message is for all people. That God's mercy and love are for everyone, regardless of race or gender or ethnicity. And when Matthew was writing his gospel, that was a very hot topic. Was the gospel only for those from the Jewish community or for the Gentiles themselves? I think this passage shows us that we always are learning. Whatever age we are, we've always something to learn. It also challenges us to see how expansive, how inclusive God's kingdom is. Reaching out to everyone to say all are welcome. And it also challenges us to persist. When there is injustice or wrong in society, we must call it out. And one more thought, the woman's modern-day equivalent, the Lebanese, protested against their government after the explosion last week. But they also arrived from all over the country with brushes and pails, ready to get on with the work of clearing up the mess. And I love that picture, speaking out, but also doing something to improve the situation. We can learn from them and we can learn from the Canaanite woman. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The Hymn 65 Jubilati. Let us pray. O oh God, we place our hope and trust in your loving kindness, leaning on you for all our needs. Because we want to praise you with more than mere words, we bring our gifts to support Christ's mission in the world, bless these gifts, and use our energy for all good purposes, so that all the world may know your loving kindness. Generous God, we pray for your blessing on this community as we seek to find you in the midst of a time of anxiety and fear. 
As we search for hope in times of darkness, shine your light into the lives of each one of us, that we may know your love is with us always. We pray for your whole church, a people attempting to live in your example and spread your message through the world. We recognize the difficulties in this time more than any other that face those bearing witness to you. But we ask that all Christians will have the strength in your love to continue and flourish. We pray especially for those Christians who are persecuted because of their faith. We pray for those in the margins of our society, living in fear or hurt, attempting to overcome problems without the comfort and security many of us take for granted. We pray that we, your people, will give everything to help them and that they will find support in you. Pray for the global community. The world seems even smaller and one country is not immune from the troubles of another. And so we pray that leaders will always have your wisdom as they make difficult decisions. May all citizens follow your examples of peace and love and forgiveness and work towards a better world for all people. We pray that each one of us will show your, your love to the world, welcoming friend and stranger alike and bringing your kingdom ever closer. We remember all who were involved in the terrible train crash at Stonehaven this week and pray for all who lost loved ones. We think of all who mourn at this time, for all who are sick in hospital, for all in nursing homes, and all who are suffering from depression. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn today is a hymn 396, And Can It Be? And we sing verses 1 and 5.
And now, people of God, go forward into this week in faith. For the love of God is with you, surrounds you and upholds you. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and be with all now and forevermore. Amen.